0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Life Clay Podcast. I am your host, Jane Elizabeth Moore, and this is the third episode of season two. The second season is really special because it is all about being an authentic you. Whether you are talking about leadership, or becoming a better person, or becoming successful entrepreneurs, or in any activities. Being authentic you is very important. People want to see the real you, not the version of other people. So, always try to learn to build that strong character in you. Now, before I proceed to today's episode, please leave a thumbs up on today's episode and follow LifeClick Podcast for more content like this. Without further ado... Let's get on to the third episode, using fear as a signal. I read a book called Victory Through Mary, written by Frank Dove. The founder of one of the largest Catholic movements called the Legion of Mary, in which I'm one of the members. One thing that caught attention was his idea on fear from the book. He said quote, If in your ordinary life you set yourself to do anything worthwhile, fear will automatically rise up in front of you. If fear does not present itself, you are either a freak or or you are leading a low-level existence. Very probably you are shirking the grim and worthwhile things of life. I take it that there are not many freaks here before me. Therefore, if you are not constantly encountering fear on your road, you are not trying to lead a high-level life. Of course, he was speaking based on religion point of view specifically as members of legion of mary however whether it is a religion point of view or otherwise he made a very good point that also applies in the real world now let's start by asking why do we fear fear is a natural reaction but why do we fear simple answer is because we don't want to fail and sadly, majority of the people turn that fear into a negative thing. Rather than taking fear as a signal to respond courageously and to learn, fear stop them from taking that first step to start any projects or any tasks or an attempt to achieve their goals because it is in their perception that they are doomed to fail. The excuse is simple. They said it is because of zero or lack of experience. Because of the lack of skills. Because they don't know what to expect or what to do. So they quit before they even started. Without realizing the project or tasks in front of them are something that is worthwhile and would do good to them. Maybe the project's would help them to develop the skills they needed or maybe the tasks or projects before them could help them grow as a person and a changed person. A person who could finally move towards achieving his or her goal. So here is another thing. Fear could also mean that you want to deliver whatever task has been given to you and you want to give your best. But you are just unsure. And you will never have a chance to do those if you decide that you are doomed to fail. In 2018, I became the president of the Federation of Sarawak Journalists Association, or FSJA in short. That there is a need of explanation here. FSJA is sort of like an umbrella association for journalist associations in sarawak fsja has four associations under it the associations are Kuching division journalist association or Kdja in short north sarawak journalist association or nsja in short Sibu journalist association or sja in short and the Institute of Region Journalists, or IRJ, in short. All these four associations would take turn to take over FSJA every year. So, whoever take over FSJA must be the organiser of Kanyalang Journalism Awards. President of FSJA would be the organising chairperson automatically for this event. The Kanyalan Journalism Awards is the most prestigious awards night to the journalists in Sarawak. It is a state event and it is a big event. It is like Oscar for journalists in Sarawak. So since it is such a monumental event for the journalists in Sarawak, Preparation works normally take almost a year. Now that year, in 2018, it was IRJ's turn to take over FSJA. The president of IRJ would automatically be the president of FSJA. Now that year, I was sort of like being forced into accepting the role as the president of IRJ. Meaning, I also had to take up the role as the president of FSJA and automatically become the organizing chairperson of Kenyan Journalism Awards. That was why I refused to take up the leadership role the minute they asked me to. However, I accepted the offer eventually. The reason why I accepted that role. Not because I had the confidence to be the organising chairperson of Kinyalan Journalism Awards or to be the president of IRJ or FSJA. No. The reason why I accepted it, because I was told that I didn't have to be the organiser of Kinyalan Journalism Awards. All I had to do was to assign J to do it. Meaning... I assigned them to be the organizer while I just fill in the position as a precedent only by name. I was told that had been the practice for SJA and IRJ all these while. And of course, I love that idea and I bought that idea. So I agreed. But to my shock... After the FSJA Annual General Meeting, KDJA and NSJA insisted that Kenyalan Journalism Awards must be held in Cebu that year because it had always been held in Kuching and Miri. I insisted that it should not be held in Cebu simply because none of us had any experience and this is such a prestigious event. I felt it would be better To be given to a hand of someone who has more experience. For me that was a good argument. A good point for them to take on the project. However. KDJ people decided. It was time. To hold it for the first time in Cebu. After a very long time. And that they were looking forward. To come to Cebu for the award night. How unlucky I was. I didn't want it. I tried my best to convince them again. But they insisted that it should be held in Sibu that year. If we needed any help, just yell out and they would try their best to help, according to them. Now, I certainly did not sign up for this one. After that meeting, I did not know what to do. I was at lost. I didn't have any experience of becoming an organizing chairperson before and suddenly I had this big project been thrown at me. I did not know what to do. It would be a failure I thought. I did not think about the project for about two months which means I put it aside for two months and which also means I did not do anything right after I became the president. That was the biggest mistake I did but at that time I kept hoping that Caddy J.A. would change its mind and take over as an organiser. I hope for a miracle every day. But they did not say anything. In fact, two months later, they asked me again. Have I started anything? Because it should be progressing already. Something must already be done. I was so compelled to tell them that time. I wanted to tell them, no, I haven't started anything because I did not know what to do. I still felt it would be better to be given to those who had the experience of doing it. This was the first time I understand that there were some people around me who could give me support and encouragement I needed. Surprisingly, most of them were women. Well, some men, older men, they were like, Oh man, it is a headache now. We don't know what to do. Can you try to convince KDJ again? Well, we have a little money in our bank account. Just use that money and just do a simple one then. Not only such a big scale. But one day, one of my colleagues, also my secretary, she came up to me and said, Jane, we can do this. I said, how? We need a lot of money, probably about 100,000 ringgit. Where can we find that money? She said, yes, we can do it. Why don't you set up a meeting first at the coffee shop? A few of us can brainstorm on how to go about it. You do realize you're not going to do this alone, don't you? We are going to do it together. I agreed. There was nothing else I could do. I still have the fear. But I thought, you know, fearing a failure is okay. But if I didn't do anything, I would definitely doom to fail. The only way I could overcome my fear is to face fear itself. So I picked up the courage and I found my motivation to start... I planned a lunch meeting, my treasurer, my secretary and a committee member. And we meet during a lunch at a coffee shop behind our office. Four of us brainstormed during meeting. So I said, okay. From the feedback from the last organizer, we have a main sponsor, which is the Sarawak government. They will give us 80,000 ringgit. Then we have three gold sponsors, Shell, Petronas, and Sarawak Energy Burhat. Each of these company will give us fifty thousand ringgit. So, with the main sponsors and the three gold sponsors, we have two hundred and thirty thousand ringgit. However, we cannot use that money because that money is only the prize money. So, which means we don't have to worry too much about the price money. We might have to find more money for the price money because it will not be enough. But that is not such a big deal. Okay, now, what else do we need? We need money for the trophies, certificates, handling judges, venue, food, t-shirts, door gives, multimedia, photography, magazines, accommodations, transportation and so forth. So I believe we need a budget of about 100,000 ring for the event to be successful. Now, the problem is, how are we going to solicit that much money? We don't have a lot of state assemblies and MPs from the government to give us more fun. We don't have ministers that come from this town. Nevertheless, we came up with a plan to ensure that the big companies would also support us and at the same time, they would feel that their contribution are recognized. So slowly, our team started to build. Each of them had their own task to do. Slowly, we came up with a better plan. And fast forward, the event was a great success. A lot of them commanded the night and how we actually did differently. That was one of the best awards nights, if not the best night that they ever had. Yes, if we talk about the event, it is the result that matters. We delivered what we were set out to do. Not only the winners were happy, but the sponsors were happy too. People will always remember that IIJ made it happen and that brought glory to our association. However, at the end of the day, it is a personal growth that matters to me. I learned several things about organizing an event, I learned a little bit about leadership and I could see what I could do if I really pushed my own boundaries a little bit. I'm trying to live a high level life as Frank Duff said. Throughout this journey I learned to respond with courage. I contacted people to talk about the project. I met with CEOs, big bosses, leaders in the company and talked to them about my plans and listened to their suggestions. I made my presence known to them and gave them confidence that, yes, we have a team that can deliver. Did I feel scared making that phone calls and meeting them? Yes, I did. But I told myself that if I let my fear to control me now, it will control me forever. Fear is a natural reaction whenever we do not know what to expect and whenever we face challenges ahead. However, without fear, you will never understand courage. Without challenges, there is no growth. So fear can turn into a good thing when we use it as a signal to respond to the challenge courageously. And to do the best we can in our task. I also learned that there are some leadership traits in others that I wanted to emulate. For example, my secretary has a kind of leadership trade that I want to have. I wouldn't be like her, of course. I would be me. It was her motivation and encouragement that gave me the courage to start working on the project. I may have wasted two months because of fear, but thanks to her, that I had the courage to take the first step instead of wasting more time, waiting for a miracle to happen. Her attitude has become a model for me to emulate. I wanted to do the same for others. She didn't see herself as a leader, but for me, she's already a leader. A leader that inspired me that I could do it if I just take the first step. A leader that inspired me to turn my fear into a good thing. Use it as a signal to work harder, to be the best I could be. And along the way, there were so many encouragements from my team And they always said that I should and can make it big or make it proper, make it the best night. I almost let go of becoming the organising chairperson for Kenyalan Journalism Awards because I fear I could not deliver. But at the same time, my fear rises up because I want to deliver the best I could. But I was just not sure. And I would not turn it into a reality if I didn't turn fear into a good thing, into a positive thing. Of course, since I'm a Catholic, my faith plays an important role in my life. And in that period of time, it helped me to strengthen my faith somehow. I could see how my faith had changed throughout the journey. I became a prayerful person since then. I didn't just ask for strength in this journey but an opportunity to learn and trust God no matter what comes my way. I was actually inspired by St. Francis of Assisi and my favourite quote is this, quote, First, do what is necessary, then do what is possible, and before you know it, you are doing the impossible. Unquote. That was how we could hold a very successful event. We did what was necessary. Then slowly we saw what was possible and we did it. Then at the end, what I thought seemed impossible was actually possible. I learned that fear should not stop me on my track. I use it as a signal to respond with courage and do what was necessary. Now, if I were being irresponsible and said to KDJA, I will never organize Kanyalan Journalism Awards, you take the responsibility or there will be no awards like this year. And so I gave KDJA no choice but to take over. Yes, I believe I would be delighted that I do not have the responsibility anymore. No more worries, all my fears gone. Oh, would that do me good? For my own personal growth? No. It would not do me any good. For my own branding? on oh, men, even worse. I would forever live in a low-level existence. I might not have the courage to overcome my fear from then on. So, when faced with a challenge or opportunity, fear would naturally come. Do not let that fear to stop you in your track. Simplest way to overcome your fear is to face fear itself. If you can face fear, what else you cannot face? Remember, when fear comes, it is because you do not want to fail. But it also means that you want to deliver the best you could, but you're just unsure. And it should not be the reason to stop you from doing what you are capable of. Turn it into a good thing. Use it as a signal to respond with courage. Whatever thoughts you might have, just remind yourself that you are not doomed to fail, unless you take it blindly and you are being irresponsible in your undertaking. When you responded with courage to achieve whatever you want to achieve and perform your task diligently, you can be sure of the success. Throughout the journey, it would be a bumpy ride. So do not forget to find that motivation to keep on moving forward. That's all, folks. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did... Don't forget to like it and share this episode to your friends and families, and especially those who need some encouragement. And also don't forget to follow LiveClip Podcast and LiveClip Podcast Instagram account. And also please leave a comment. What do you think of this episode? I would love to hear from you. Next week, I'll talk about motivation to move forward. Why motivation is important and how to stay motivated over the course of your journey. So, this is Live Clip Podcast and I'm your host, Jane Elizabeth Moore, and I'll see you in the next episode. Until then, stay safe and stay well. Bye-bye!